Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Happy Mother's Day, but is it overworked? Is it pressure on women? I I actually was having this conversation with a neighbor of mine this morning about the pressure of Mother's Day. And my next guest is uh, apparently not a huge fan of the day, although has really given a lot of attention to the world of the mother. Uh, Sarah Peterson is the author of Mumfluenced, Inside the Maddening, Picture-Perfect World of Mummy Influencer Culture. Perfect day. Good afternoon, Sarah. Thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. This is the day of days, isn't it, for all those mumfluenced? And, and, you know, I have to say, and it's true, I was talking to a, a friend and neighbor this morning about this. Right on this day, it's the epitome of a lot of the things you're saying in your book. How do you feel about Mother's Day and where we've gone? Yeah, I mean, it's the one day a year that, you know, mothers get breakfast in bed, they get cards, um, you know, there's commercial after commercial proclaiming we do the hardest job in the world. Um, But for the, you know, the 364 other days of the year, especially in the U.S., we are woefully, systemically unsupported. Um, We don't have universal paid leave. We don't have access to affordable quality child care. We have incomprehensive maternal health care. Um, the list goes on and on. So it really feels a bit of, it feels a little condescending at this point to celebrate Mother's Day. You know, it's, it's always so interesting. Things rise and they become large. And then sometimes an incident will mark it. We've recently had the death of a, a very famous mumfluencer. Yeah. Is that a moment for you here? Do you think? I mean, I'm I'm watching in social me- media all the fans really marking it. It's made a mark. Yeah, yeah. I wrote a piece about it for Slate actually. Um, Heather Armstrong was really the first writer of her kind. Millions um, of women and make them feel seen. Um, even foremost, she was an artist. She was a creative. Um, she's mm-hmm. pegged as being the first quote-unquote mommy blogger. But that's really such a reductive way to look at her. She changed how we write on the Internet. And um, I, I spoke to so many people for the piece I wrote for Slate that said, you know, I don't think I would have become a writer, for example. So she was really a pioneer. She was, and then and then they're they're everywhere. They're mothers with power, and they they got to have it all. Though, as you say in in your book, they've got to be cute, and they got to be hip, and they gotta they gotta dress their kids to match this. I, I Sarah, was it a freedom becoming a, a mommy blogger? Did it did it drive motherhood forward, or has it been a bit of a ball and chain? Yeah, it's it's that's a tough one. I mean, there are so many different types of momfluencers. Um, it's certainly not, you know, 
uh, a monolith culture by any means. So there's tons of influencers that use their platforms to um, raise awareness about so- social justice issues, for example, um, that use their platforms to educate and inform. But the influencers that make the most money are still white, cishet, um, conventionally attractive, thin, and um, you know usually they have a huge house. They're doing kitchen remodels. And it really is a picture-perfect, idealized vision of motherhood that very, very, very few of us can relate to. But what draws the very people who can't relate to them, they're drawn to it, becomes this challenge, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so many of us are raised to view motherhood as sort of the penultimate achievement of our lives um, as women. And we're, we're really you know, culturally indoctrinated with this idea that we should go to motherhood. It should be a natural fit. Um, We should know how to do it. We should find immense joy and satisfaction and fulfillment from it. So I think often we follow these accounts hoping that, you know, maybe she has figured it out in a way that I can't figure it out. Or, you know, maybe the 20% off code for the vitamins that she is linking to, maybe those will give me more energy to get through the day and, you know, not yell at my kids. And I I think mostly what guides us or what propels us to follow these people is a sense of hope. It is the hope. Is it a false hope, though? I was really thinking about it. You think of all the pictures that Meghan Markle is putting out and she's you know, married into royalty and everything. Clearly, one of the things she's probably got on her agenda right now is to be a momfluencer. And you just see it and you know, I mean, there's people cleaning up and all of it. It is a, it's a world of rubber, rubber boots, but and flowers and planting pictures and everything. Is it a bit phony, Sarah? I'll just say it. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the influencers who make their living doing this, um, it's not on them to give us every detail of their lives. Like they don't owe us anything. Um, We as the consumers can always choose not to follow. For example, if something is making us feel insecure or inferior, um, in many ways, these women are business women first and foremost. Um, they're making livings for their families. And if they are going to make more money by adhering to an ideal of motherhood that was created by white men hundreds of years ago to maintain power, then I can't really blame them for that. You know, they're not creating this ideal. None of us are. It was created well before us. So, yeah, I think there is a lot of responsibility on the consumer in terms of you know, interrogating how, how is this making me feel? Is it, you know, providing a positive for my life or is it not? Because we can always unfollow this stuff. All right. You did it. Mother of three. Uh, did you do it? Uh, did you do it for power money? Was it a economic thing? What, what drew you to that world? Um, to studying the world or? Just to uh, step into it and, oh, and become um, one. I mean, yeah, I just, oh, no, no, I've, I'm not a momfluencer. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never been a momfluencer. Um, I was drawn into the world when I had a newborn and a toddler and was mm-hmm. consuming certain momfluencers, um, following their blogs and eventually on Instagram. And, you know, I was stuck changing diapers, going to music together classes, very much engaged in the labor of mothering. And I was viewing these um, really colorful, vibrant, joyous accounts 
And I think mostly subconsciously saying to myself, like, I want to be happier and more joyful. Um, I want motherhood to feel like an adventure the way it seems like it does for this person. But I also knew that motherhood is not, you know, all rainbows and, you know, hearts and flowers. Like, it's really hard. So I started studying it mainly to figure out, like, what is this disconnect between the reality and the performance? Sarah, I, I want to ask you, as, just as we were going into the break, I talked about the aspirational aspect. Magazines do this, don't they? What kind of a what kind of a 20-year-old are you? What kind of a 30-year-old? What kind of a 40-year-old? And there's different categories here about, and I really see this now with mothers. They can be all sorts of mothers, and then they need the outfit, and they need the pictures. They need it all. It does feel a bit like Mommy Barbie in a way that can <laughs> nice. feel a little yeah. infantilizing. Um, yeah, but I think what's really powerful about the culture is that almost anything can be marketed to mothers if it's hinged on their, you know, goodness or fitness as a mother. Um, if you just think of peanut butter brand, um, choosy moms, choose GIF. Um, really, so many consumer categories are targeted towards mothers in a way that isn't really true of fathers. So that's another reason it's a multi-billion dollar industry. There are just so many things. You know, there's home decor, there's clothing, there's toys, there's food, there's supplements, all of which can be marketed to mothers. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.